is to we're a year and going strong? Yeah, thanks, because that's a good question. It could have been a couple weeks long, maybe eight days, whatever. Um, and it almost was. Like Ukraine was there in Istanbul to negotiate with Russia. And Boris Johnson came in on behalf of NATO and said, no way. Like, NATO's got your back. Now, they had all been telling Putin the opposite, right? Macron and, and uh, the British, the Germans, et cetera, they all said, uh, they just lied to his face. So Russia thought, well, without NATO, this is a two-week war, and it would have been. And they had taken all that territory in the south very quickly where they have a lot of uh, pro-Russian and ethnic Russian support and also in the east. I mean, you have to remember that Ukraine had killed 14,000 people in Donbass in the eight years leading up to this conflict. It wasn't like nothing was going on. They'd been attacking the Donbass. They had a violent coup They'd wall people up and burn them. They were abusing people. They banned language. That's why they lost Crimea, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> and so they marched right in, and they didn't have enough forces. They didn't have enough personnel to siege a city or anything, but they didn't think that was going to be necessary. It seemed like, I like Gulf War One, like just go up and show up. A lot of them had bleed and write and bleed correctly, like they have no chance of standing up against the Russian army. What they do with NATO is going to give them endless amounts of ammo and cash. And so when they found that out, they, the Russians, withdrew their forces in the north, consolidated Donbass, and bunkered in for a, a long war of attrition. Now, they could have pressed forward with very high casualties and a very high rate of civilian deaths like the U.S. probably would have done. But I don't think Russia wants to sit there with an insurgency the next 50 years on their, you know, and they don't want to kill civilians. But most of the thing that was holding Russia back or making them fight with one arm was they assumed that they could economically reconcile with the other European states when this is done. And so they wanted it. They didn't want to just flatten Kiev or, you know, crush Ukraine, carpet bomb it or something. Because if you do that, then you'll never sell oil and gas to Germany. Again, you'll never be able to economically reconcile with Europe. And Russia didn't want to throw that away. Russia was also worried about the sanctions. They did not, they thought they had made defenses for them, but they didn't know, you know, they were getting kicked off swift. All these companies were banning them and leaving Russia and they were worried about the economic impact. So they, they didn't want to have this long protracted war, but it turned out that, uh, the steps that they had been making really since 2008 uh, worked because the sanctions have had minimal impact on Russia, but still, that was something that wasn't guaranteed. We can say now, ah, the sanctions didn't really work. They actually hurt Europe more than they did Russia. And that's what they believed, but they weren't certain on that. So they had to ensure that uh, the economic defense was going to work, and they really wanted to reconcile. When it got to the point, especially when the Americans blew up the Nord Stream line, that NATO is not good faith. They just lie to your face. There's not going to be economic reconciliation. Then Russia said change from the SMO to uh, which is a special military operation into uh, mobilization in an actual war uh, because it doesn't matter. 
Right. They wanted to give them a chance to surrender and keep territory. And the Zelensky regime decided no. So Russia said, okay, we're going to wipe out your military. And the way to do that is not going in and it's, it's not a video game where you color stuff in on the map and take cities, okay? Like, the way you defeat a military is by killing their military. Mm-hmm. An example I often give is the Revolutionary War. How many British cities did the Americans sack? Zero. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but, what, how did they win? Well, they destroyed the British military. Mainly, you know, with aid from the French, they sucked them into the interior, away from their gunboats, and just picked away at them and made unworth it. I mean, it was just a, a war of attrition. If you take out their military, they, and now, how many cities did the British sack? I mean, they took New York, they took mm-hmm. Washington, they, they took most of the major cities. You can stick a flag and say, ah, we took this city. It's not capture the hill, though. It's like, yeah, but did you defeat Washington's army? No. You couldn't get a decisive W. So you can lose territory, but if you're not losing soldiers, and the other side is, that territory, once their soldiers run out, you'll get everything back in a second. And Russia decided, because of the way their military design was to fight NATO, it was on the rail system, to shorten the supply lines and pull back into the Donbass because Ukraine had all these networks of trenches and concrete bunkers and all this. You're like, why hit the porcupine? Right. It appears to me, and I said this in the very beginning, I think that NATO was planning on having its war of attrition. Right. It thought that the sanctions were going to work and that Russia would be bleeding every day economically and they could sit pretty on the defense forcing them to in a uh, in a type of thermopylae situation, right? Like you're gonna have yeah, you have hypersonic missiles and you have this and you have that, but you're you're gonna be forced to rush. You're not gonna be able to sit back and hit us with artillery all day, every day, because every day that goes by you're bleeding economically. And had the sanctions worked, that strategy of playing defense, making them charge the porcupine. And porcupine is not a strong animal, but on the defense it is. You know, for that, for the quill. But since they didn't work, uh, then Russia can say, you know what, we're not going to go flying into those fortifications. We're going to sit back. We're going to envelop you like they did in Mariupol. Mariupol had a like an eight or nine story underground complex. Mm-hmm. Meal. Mm-hmm. They didn't go in there, you know, shooting around every corner. They surrounded it. They cut it off from supplies and starved them out. Right. It's this modern siege warfare. It's like the whole game of siege warfare, if you go back to the days of castles and stuff, is if you do not have the supply lines and logistics to uh, feed and supply your army in the field, then you have to attack the castle. And I'm like, why would you attack the castle with a battering ram and ladders and all that? You're going to lose so many men compared to the defenders, right? Right. Well, you have to if you're going to, if you can't wait and you're going to just sit out there and and die of thirst or starvation anyway, right? So that's when you attack. But if your supply lines are intact, then the game becomes, we will sit out here and you will be stuck in your castle without being able to get supplies in, and you're going to get starved out, right? So who can supply their army longer in the winter in that situation? Well, in modern warfare, it's, you know, they're okay this time, they're underground. But it's like, okay, uh, you can't airlift supplies in, we'll shoot those down. 
got all the roads blocked. It's just a matter of time. And it's a way of capturing or killing the most soldiers with losing almost none of your own. All right, let, let's talk about that. I, I got a couple of questions on the casualties. You can only do that when time is on your side, you see? Right. And so Russia's like, well, people are like, well, Russia could do this, they could do that. Like, they could, but they could also not do that. And that's why it's like a 10 to 1 kill ratio. There's nothing, there's nothing pressuring them to hurry this up. Like, the economic relations with Europe are already gone. So, okay, you lost that leverage. Why, if we, we can shoot artillery further than you can, why shouldn't we just hit you with that every day? Dude. Hardly, even hardly a single man. What, what I don't understand is this. The, the, you know that they're getting all these weapons deliveries and, and all and all this hardware and material from Poland, right? Why aren't – well, from from all these – Moldova, Poland, whoever borders on Ukraine, they not, are they shipping it in through Odessa? problem there is they are getting stuff from the border regions, mostly from Poland, but the corruption in Ukraine is so high that half that crap disappears on the black market before it reaches the front line. But why don't they, why why don't the Russians bomb the shit out of all the rail, railroad, railroads, railroads and roads that, that, inter, that are coming out of Poland so they can make them unusable? Well, they do hit them when they come, but what Ukraine does is they like stuff supplies inside civilian cars and ambulances and stuff and deliver that way. Oh, Jesus. There's lots of underhanded tricks. Um, they did hit the rail. Well, what they did is they hit the electric plant, which takes out all the rails because they're electric trains. So if you don't have power, none of your trains can move. And, and that was another thing, right? The, the, the terrorism. The Russian terrorism bombing civilian infrastructure didn't didn't we bomb civilian infrastructure in Iraq? Would you, would you rather be on a train and have that get blown up, or would you rather have the the uh, relay center blown up so the train stops because there's no electricity? Right, and right. That, that happened. You know, Ukraine and the British bombed the Kursk Bridge in Russia, right? Linking to Korea. yes, yes. They blown up dams and so on. They they would do it hitting. Uh, a power grid in a war is, I mean, or sucks, but that is not like terrorism. Right. Yeah, it's not terrorism. It's not terrorism. And, and no political motive of like, do this or else we'll take away your power. It's like, we're taking away your power because you're using electric trains to ship armaments in to attack ethnic Russians in the Donbass. Right. And and we did it to Iraq. So cut the bullshit. It, you know, the double, the double speak and the double okay, stare. Yeah. Did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Britain and the U.S that to Iraq, and they, they did way more than that. Yeah, they, 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 they hit water treatment plants, so they were getting dirty water. Oh, my God. They wrote about that, too. I'm glad you just brought that up. This In the first Gulf War, they were laughing about it, about how many Iraqis would die, because they wouldn't, they're like, well, we'll just say the chlorine, you know, because that's using mustard gas, or chlorine's also used to, to treat uh, sewage and treat dirty water. We're going to blow those up. Like, well, won't that cause uh, um, epidemics? And then you're like, yeah, it will. Yeah, what was was half a million yeah, Iraq necessary? It's like Iraq had surrendered. They did. They were had a long war with Iran. They were in no position to be fighting half the world after that, and they just jumped on them when they were down. 
was it was disgusting. The whole thing was based on lies, like babies on incubators. Uh, your audience knows all about it. Exactly, exactly. The, the the Kuwaiti the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter was like, ah! and they took the baby and threw the baby out the window and took the incubators out. Like, dude, this is clear. This is clear. Fucking. The six million incubators they stole, but I, I, that sounds a little high. <laughs> no, you see, they took the babies out of the incubator and threw them on the cold floor. Now that kind of atrocity form would get you really mad if it's true. It's right, like accusing somebody of, of rape. Well, everybody wants to have a witch to burn, right? So right. everyone jumps on thread. Oh, you fucking rapist! But like, but what if they didn't do it? You know, I mean, that's a very serious application, and that never happened. She also said they. Um, tortured a guy's testicles and stuff, and dumped his head in a swimming pool or whatever. They saw all that kind of thing. She happened to be there and see that too. Like she was a great actress, bro. She was a, she, if she did not go into acting, she is missing out. Yeah, saw, well, she was coached by Hill Nolan PR firm. You saw our film on it, right? We're like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> right. Her only her only accent is Valley Girl. Dude, it's so pathetic, right? These are the dangerous consequences when fiction is passed off as factual historical events. And we are, we are living in... Uh, it lets you know, yeah. when they lie like that, that means, why would you do that if you had some other legit reason? It means they had no other reason. They had to make stuff up. And they did that again with WMDs in the second war. They're right. about... Like if you have something legitimate, the point to do is why are you adding all this right? And everybody's on Ukraine. They're like, oh, it's unprovoked and unjustified. Right. Like, I guess you could argue about justified, but you cannot say unprovoked. No, no. It it's like we don't care. We don't we don't care what your red lines are. Right. You can state your red lines until you're blue in the face. We don't give a shit. You know, oh, you're not going to you're you have a red line that you're not going to allow NATO on your doorstep in, to be on your border. Doesn't matter. We'll do a tranche. Right. We're going to do We're going to do a tranche of five, six Warsaw Pact uh, nations in ninety nine. Then we're going to add the rest of them in five years later in 2004. You can scream bloody murder and say you're not going to allow any more up to your border, and we're just going to keep pushing the envelope. It doesn't matter what your security concerns are. We're going to fucking put Georgia and Ukraine on your border with NATO missiles up your ass, and you got to swallow that. And we expect them. It's it's not just the expansion of NATO. It's a civil war in Ukraine where ethnic Russians were being targeted. Right. That's what what never... 13,000, I think it's more like 13,000. Uh, they keep saying 14, and I have repeated that, but when I cannot find higher than 13, but that's enough. Yeah, what does it matter? 12, 13, 14? What does it matter? It just it matters because you have to be accurate where the number keeps sliding around. How about, how about, how about we'll, we'll just say 6 million. We'll settle on 6 million. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, I have so many questions, dude. It's like, um, okay, so what does this, if he would have went, Okay, do you you do you do say that there was a miscalculation, right? The Russians mis Putin. <clears throat> this is the, this is what I like to say. Who does Putin answer to? I don't think he answers to anybody. I think he does possess dictatorial powers, and that's fine, right? So, well, that's what you want. right, that's fine. 
But when when it comes to the West and Western perception and MSM presentation of geopolitical events and telling us who who's good, who's bad, we're a shining city on a hill, we're a force for good, and Milosevic is Hitler du jour. No, it's Saddam, Hitler du jour. No, it's Gaddafi, it's Assad. We let Right, Ahmadinejad. We we have the fucking enemy du jour, and we always. Re- I don't think Putin answers to anybody. No, he has cabinet and all that, but he doesn't have. They're not in disagreement. Like the other number two, number three, number four are not opposing him because this is such an obvious uh, course of action. It's like I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like if um, the same thing had happened in the United States, whoever the president was. Uh, the Congress and all that would just roll over and be like, yeah, you can't, like, if, I don't know, China started building a base in Mexico or something, like, everyone would, you wouldn't need to be a dictator because there wouldn't be any opposition. Now, you could say, well, if there was opposition, he'd squash it. But there really isn't. Like, this Ukraine situation is damn obvious. Like, they were killing Russian civilians, attacking these people, and Russia had to just sit there and take it. Like, why didn't they do something right away? You know, well, they had secession movement in Crimea, and when the Donbass tried to secede, Putin rejected it. Like they tried to do that the first time. He tried, they tried to join the Russian Federation. They said no. And then eventually they were like, okay, well we'll just declare independence in Kosovo or something. We recognize our independence. And they, eventually he said, yeah, you can. I mean, if you do that, we'll recognize you. But he did not incorporate them into the Russian state because they were not prepared to deal with the wave of U.S. sanctions. They're already sanctioned by uh, Obama and Trump and Biden, right? Mm-hmm. But not all of Europe and everybody on board. That wasn't going to happen until the bullet was fired. They didn't sit there and watch Ukraine build up and they knew what was coming, but they couldn't move because even though they had a superior military, they did not have the, the economic, uh, they had not insulated themselves economically and assured trade with China and India and, and bricks and all like there's a lot of things they had to do on the economic side of the war before they could uh send a single soldier in so it was just this long proxy war in the donbass but when they broke the second minutes agreement because february 17th of last year ukraine sent heavy artillery and hit a elementary school and they were also using avionics they were also using fighter fighter craft right that not in the first started with heavy artillery, which is against the mythic. This isn't like snipers because you can't control that. Like small arms fire, whatever. You can't just allow one asshole to start a war. Like you know, they're gonna do that on his own. But, but if you're getting equipment from the state, like it's not like you just go buy heavy artillery from Walmart or something. Right, like, right. Like that's a state action, and they right. fired that in the Donbass. And then it was five days after that. It was just Donbass fighting Ukraine. The war had already started again. They found out Ukraine was planning, planning to invade anyway. Then Russia stepped in. They stepped in quickly, but very nervously because they're like worried about the sanctions and worried about ruining the economic relationship with Western Europe forever. But as it turned out, um, the fertilizer shortages, the wheat shortages, the oil and gas, like it was all place to be good for the U.S. The U.S. gets to sell its gas to Europe now. Right, and Norway. Good for China, Norway, yeah, Norway, yep. Norway. Not really, because Norway. Well, yeah, it was. They 
they're at maximum production already, but I guess they can get a higher price. So, yeah, it's been good for Norway. But really devastating for the rest of Europe. Especially Germany. Really. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, higher prices here in Japan, too. And Higher prices everywhere. I was, glad, I was glad to see that Japan did not end its... Um, Neutrality? It did not end... It, well, it had this uh, cooperative network with India and Russia at this oil exploration. Um, but when Shinzo Abe got assassinated, like the day there was an election in Japan, it was shifted a little bit away to the right because of the, him getting killed. I, th- uh, I think they should look at Benjamin Fulford for that because... He 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 uh, he uh, he actually uh, made a threat to kill Shinzo Abe. Well, that guy was driving me. I'm not even. <laughs> yeah. But that did have an impact. Like they were starting to reconcile with Russia, and then that happened. It was all out the window. There's there's hyd- too, there's South hydrogen South bombs South planted. Staff, right, like Korea, South Korea has sent arms. Ukraine, like, yeah, it's yeah, not like because they do have good arms because of North Korea, right? Right, so they, they sold some of this, but like they're not sending soldiers or anything, they're not part of NATO, but that's all because of the U.S. pressure. All right, so let's talk about they, they miscalculated if, if he if he if he if he would have foreseen this, if if Putin had a crystal ball, he would have went in hot and heavy with seven eight hundred thousand from the get go, surrounded Kiev. Fucking starved them out, and this would have been this would have went another way. That didn't happen. He went. He light footed in 190, 200,000 troops. Couldn't get the job done uh, with that with that force. So pulled back, concentrated on. Yeah, okay, I jumped in. Right. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's like well, he could have gone in with uh, a million point five. Right. People are like, why did he do that? Why did he start with an SMO? Because, and I think this is naive, but he was giving him every chance there was right. to reconcile and end it. Dude. And so he's, he can go and say, because look, he's got to go to the Russian public and say, sorry, your son is dead. Whatever. Right, right. That's the thing. a giant war, you should, right? It's like, yeah, we can do that. But look what's going to happen to all these innocent people in Ukraine if we do this. Yeah, but dude. But dude, he 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 put he gambled more Russian lives, uh, do, doing it this I way. I don't think so. No, it just it just takes longer. Like he's put uh, the minimization of casualties is the highest priority because this is like messing with a blue belt when you're a black belt. Like <laughs> they're not going to invade Moscow. Like you you cannot win this. We're just going to try to, uh, <laughs> with minimal casualties to ourselves, and he's tried to capture them too. Like in Mariupol, Putin made the decision himself: do not go in there, surround it, and we'll wait. And they did, and then they ended up putting them on buses, probably sent them to Siberia, or whatever. Right? They're 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 in work they're in work camps right now, you know, for sure. Okay. So so the listen. The thing is, to minimize casualties, and he's because America never learns this, right? What happened when we flattened Iraq? We had an insurgency for the next 10 years where an American was getting killed every day, right? right. And there was this giant civil war in Iraq between Shia and Sunni and Kurds. I think that was on purpose, but like he is, see, they see them as like Slavic brothers. This right. Is, this is more like, if the U, I don't know why this would happen, but if the U.S. had a war with Canada, 
I don't think they flatten cities the same way as in Iraq because they see Canadians speak the same language, same kind of ethnic group. And right. So on. They look like them, them, worship worship the same uh, the same way, not the same God. They're they the same God. They both worship Yahweh. Not that they're so, so this is <laughs> yeah exactly. They're they're all in the cult. They're all in the fucking tribe. So let, let, let's talk about this. I just heard Bergosian, the Wagner boss, say that it'll take up to two weeks. Well, whoever he is, he's a, he's got balls of steel. I'll give him that. The, the, oh, the, yeah. the guy said that it could take two years to consolidate uh, the Dunbass. That's fucking nuts. I don't agree with that timeline, given what happened today. But... Um, you know, the new page is turned because Russia's seeing how this war is going. It's like a 9 to 1 to 10 to 1 ratio for kills, right? Russia's destroying Ukrainian personnel. And some of those that Russia's lost were just like prisoners and stuff anyway. But uh, they're looking at this like, if we drag this out, like, why should this is sick, but you got to think, government's government. Why should they hurry up and have an excitement and this when as long as there's conflict there if they drag it out to save minimize their own casualties right every day that goes by the all this european states get weaker and are just bleeding from every orifice right they're getting economically raped and desperate and you're going to see what you could not do by just winning the war what you could see is a sea change in all these different European states. You already sort of saw that in Italy, right? Yeah. You're going to see, like, the more unpopular this gets, and when they're running, when they start having shortages, and they can't buy diesel fuel, and they don't have fertilizer, and, you know, it gets rowdy in the streets, you could get more pro-Russian governments in all these European states. The, the West the West is going to have to reevaluate once the Schultz regime, once the Schultz government in Germany goes down. Then they're going to have some... Things go down. Yeah. So think about this. This is pretty... Sinister. This is 40 chess type of stuff. They're like, instead of just going in and smack, take key up, it's like, wait a second. Their sanctions aren't working. They're hurting themselves. Why don't we just sit back and... Slow walk this? You know, slow walk this... Take Bakhmut, take Soledad, go one city at a time, because the longer this goes on, the more they're bleeding their treasury, the more their public's getting pissed off, uh, and their economies are shit, and the better relations we're starting to get with the Chinese and so on. It's like, well, look, they're not going to reconcile anyway. How about the other side? How about the other side? How about the other side? How about the other side of that argument? The longer this takes... The more these fucking tanks and eventually F sixteens will be in the hands of these Ukrainians, right? Time, time. I don't even know how to use them. Like the so, like an Abrams tank, for example, is like seventy tons. It's just going to get stuck in the mud. Um, it had a hard time in the desert. It's going to have a harder time in the snow, and they're they're not worried about it. F-16, okay, that's something to worry about, kind of like the Heimars or something to worry about. But Ukrainians are not trained to fly F-16. I think they have a whopping two pilots who have gone to the U.S. to train because the U.S. is going to see how long it takes to train pilots to use an F-16. 
Yeah, but I think I I think I think you can you they could probably man enough Polish fo- fo- Polish volunteers to fly them. They don't know how to fly them either. They don't. Nope. They wow. Don't know how to run those? Um, and it's really hard if you're going to have Leopard two four A's and Abrams and all these different Challenger transport yeah. vehicles and Challengers and Bradleys, which are the worst. The Bradleys are the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They made a movie called Pentagon Wars and how bad the Bradley fighter people is. But, um, you know, F-15s, F-16s, that would be a, a game changer as far as um, air versus air. But air versus ground, they're not very good. I mean, Syria shot down an F-16 with a with an S-200. What do you think the S-400 and the new S-500 would do? Right. I mean, those planes are gone. This... The Air Force is very good at flattening cities. It's not so good at shooting at infantry. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, how how does Russia not have air supremacy at this point? How is that not how is that not like a fait accompli? They have air supremacy, but why would you fly over a target and bomb it when you're close enough to hit it with a cruise missile anyway? Right, it's cheaper. Right, it's cheaper. It's just well, you don't risk anything. You can't get shot down. Just right. Yeah. Well. Okay, so what they do need is more drones. Like they need more drone guided to guide artillery, make it more accurate. They, they did not have enough drones. They got some from Iran. It looks like they might be getting some drone or drone parts from China. Uh, and if that happens, it's like okay, NATO, you're done. Like if China is going to be Russia's America and just feed them with supplies and stuff on the things we don't fill in the gaps, that's endless. This Chinese manufacturing is even bigger than the United States. Dude, I read, I read the, I read the Iranians are like fucking opening up shop in Russia to, to just, just with drone factories to make these drones. Well, those Persian lawnmowers were affected. It's uh, yeah, because they make that noise. Well, yeah, it's that strategy of like, well, sometimes you want the higher quality drone, right? There's some things you just that's what you need, but sometimes. You just want to flood the air with a bunch of low-quality, replaceable fiberglass type of things. Right. Because they can shoot down 20, but five go through, and they still blow up, you know? Like, sometimes you just want to litter the air with trash. Right. So you could, so they fire off their fucking expensive anti-air defense missiles at fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's like having a Sidewinder missile. Like <laughs> domestic balloon. <laughs> dude, dude. Dude, they said the first one missed, and each missile was like 400K. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's, what are they using? The F-22 Raptor? Yeah, the most expensive fucking warplane in the, in the planet to shoot the most expensive missile from an airplane, and the first one missed. I think that's the only non-subsonic arm that the U.S. has, too, and they're just wasting it on balloons. All right, so... Th- th- I want to. I want to get back to the. I want to get back to the the military on the ground shit. China so, must be laughing his ass off. Like they lost a weather balloon, sure, but like all these other <laughs> balloons are just like hobbyists and stuff, right? Like, what are they doing? Like the Americans out there with warplanes shooting at balloons, they're nervous. Dude, th- that's just embarrassing. It, that's that's just straight up embarrassing, right? I, I'm a little. It's like okay, you're shooting down balloons. You're not being very clear, like you and I know it's domestic. Balloons, but they're saying China keeps sending balloons. China's not sending balloons. They had a balloon. Lord Bobert, Lord Lord Bobert, and MTG. What's Biden doing? 
them the Russian, them Chinese are spying on us, and we would have shoot. We would have shot it down. Satellites <laughs> don't need balloons. I mean, this Bang Bang was banging Swalwell. They have Chinese spies everywhere. The Confucian Institute's full of them, like they're all over Congress. Whatever. Coco Chow compromised by the Chinese, so it's Hunter Biden. Like, when I have a whole documentary on that. It's called the Biden Crime Syndicate, Corn Pops Revenge. It's uh, they're they've already sold everything to China. The Israelis sell. American weapons in China. Right. Daily. Don't forget Coco Chow. Or uh, Patrick Ho. Dude, isn't, isn't her father like a triad drug lord? I don't know. He, he's in the shipping business. <laughs> he's in the, he's a shipping tycoon, isn't he? Coco Chow's father. It's, it's very hard to know the exact lines of where triad starts and stops. We, we, we need to we need to confer with Benjamin Fulford because he's got inside uh, he's got an inside connection with the White Dragon Society. Dude, he was talking. Dude, he was talking about ato- atomic bombs uh, uh, buried in the in the plains of of, of Cantun in Japan. <laughs> Too. Right. Like whatever. Yeah. Who cares? No, no, it's funny though. It's funny. But anyway, what I was getting at is like, okay, so you have the balloon propaganda. Suddenly, and you know, they're admitting, okay, uh, Rona was leaked from the lab. Right. I'm not mentioning the part about Fauci and Echo Health. Right. Financing. Right. Of course, you got these weirdos that are virus deniers, so they don't think they. You gain a function on a virus when you don't have a virus. Wait, wait. They're like, you know, isolated because they don't understand what those populists were and they don't understand the difference between pure culture and isolation. And it just, it's just, it's their loose change of uh, COVID, right? Just all, that's what happened to 9 11. Like, you can't get to the root of 9 11 if you don't admit there's airplanes and you got these people that are half planers or no planers. You can't get to the truth of COVID if you won't admit viruses are real. Right. And as they have cookified that one big time. Yeah. Stu Peters. Germ theory is fake. Ukraine is fake, he's saying. Right. Dude, how could – you know, this is this is what is like un, un-fucking fathomable, right? Like you're, you're saying that viruses are fake, nukes are fake, this war in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, that's another one. The, yeah, the war in Ukraine is staged. It's not. Did, are you what? What are you? What are you on? Right, right, and and the UFOs and everything else. But oh yes, that man. Yes, they said all those balloons are UFOs. I'm like, you understand? <laughs> all that is unidentified. Unidentified flying object. Every, every single UFO. every single one of these guys in the ufology community are grifters. Jeremy Corbell, Bob Lazar, right? The, the Bigelow, the Bigelow guy, the fucking billionaire, the Skinwalker Ranch guy that's on Rogan all the time. Uh, uh, George Knapp, George Knapp, the, the Skinwalker Ranch, that fucking guy, the Bigelow guy, Robert Bigelow. Right, it's all bullshit. These guys are grifters, and they have a network. And they all work with each other to to grift, yeah. So anyway, well, it works. I mean, it does work. UFOs will get you money. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just infotainment, right? It's not aliens, man. Like 
the odds of aliens in our galaxy anyway are very, very low. Like, literally, I can finally say this, astronomically low. Well, you know, they're not doing they're not doing the uh, you the the serious ufology community any favors with all this bullshit, right? And, and you know, uh, well, UFOs should focus on man-made unidentified, like the stealth bomber was a UFO until it wasn't, right? They right. tried to keep that secret for a long right. time, but right. it's not aliens, man. Aliens is the cover for you, the secret military hardware. They go, oh, you think it's aliens? So you you don't believe you don't believe that uh, that they that they reversed engineered alien technology and they made un they, they made uh, alien reproduction vehicles AVPs. <laughs> no. they, what what did they get from reverse engineering alien tech? Well, we supposedly supposedly we got the micro circuit, we got night vision, uh, we got fiber optics. This is what they say, bro. That this is this is the technology that was gleaned from the aliens. That's it. You have people that can transverse light years and so supposedly made a ship instead of sending a robot or a probe. And, and supposedly these people are all, are all Trumpers, right? They, they picked Trump in the alliance. <laughs> I have not heard any of this. I don't know what kind of weird circles you photograph. Dude, it's the it's the Charlie Ward, Simon Parks, Mel Kay, God, Trump's anointed by God, the Q-tards, the uh, retarded evangelical oh. Christians. Right. Right, they're one and the same. Didn't you ever notice that all the Q people are also evangelical Zionists? I think if you did a Venn diagram of like flat earthers <laughs> and people believe aliens have visited Earth and the Anunnaki and school shooter denier and all that, <laughs> right? In the middle of that Venn diagram would be QAnon. Oh man, it's it's a fucking Mossad DOD psyop for sure. For sure. I, 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 the only people in government that listen to you is the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. That's so true, dude. You should you can fucking make a t-shirt of that. Um all right, so so here we go. So here we go. We're uh Bakhmut and in the Donetsk front is I mean, they adjust their plans on the fly. It's easy for us to go, oh you should have done this, you should have done that, but like there's a lot of things you couldn't really concretely calculate for. It was too big a risk just to say off probably. <clears throat> All right, so they're gonna they're gonna plod along. They're gonna plod along village by village, town by town. It's gonna take fucking forever, right? right? It's gonna take forever. <clears throat> so, so there's it's not stopping at Donbass. Right. It's gonna get, they're gonna continue west. They're gonna continue west. Um, they'll go right up to the to Napa River, most likely. A lot of people say they're gonna take Odessa, but I am I'm fifty fifty on that. Like, that's what like that's what Ritter said. Ritter said they're going to take Odessa and Kharkiv because they're they're both Russian. Well, Ritter said China would invade Taiwan by the end of the year. Oh, he did. A bunch of things. Yeah, okay. I I like Scott Ritter, and he's look. Anyone can be wrong about stuff. Sometimes right. he's wrong. He's not lying. He just got some stuff wrong. Like he he's still one of the best. Kind of have on my show many times, but like I did not ambush him on Taiwan because I asked him to come on my show about. Ukraine, and he was just saying that, and I was like, 
you know, because I live here and I'm like, mm, no, China's not going to go to war with Taiwan when they're this close to taking it politically anyway. Right? Didn't that, didn't the pro didn't the pro China uh, uh, party win? Uh, not decisively enough, but like that's where it's going. Like it's going to be, and it, it's because of Pelosi and Biden all these things. Right. Right. Joe Biden just said American troops is just in the hundreds. In Taiwan, but what is the point? Right. Like 100 troops, 200 troops is not going to make a dime's worth of difference battlefield-wise. But it's right. enough, like, what, if anything would push China to pull the trigger on Taiwan, like, physically invade, it would be putting, it would be breaking the neutrality and putting U.S. troops in Taiwan. How about, how about... Taiwan has acted as the launching pad to invade China and all previous invasions from Japan and so on. How about 50,000 American troops in Poland? Doesn't that fucking uh, get your attention? It's a vicious, it's a vicious trope. It's a vicious trope. Not even the Israeli state. It's the same people that control the Israeli state. And and this is, this is what we are forced to deal with, my friends. Leave that there. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, we we get it, bro. We get it. And you know, you know what I want to say. Yeah. No. And listen, you, 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 you're fine saying it. Um, so okay, Victoria Newland, right? The the, the most okay. grotesque, grotesque, grotesque. But behind who, Hillary? Uh, I was going to say Cat Yellen. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Once you see, once you hear, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No. 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 You're talking like physically grotesque. I'm talking just like the, the embodiment of all that is evil, right? When people yeah, want, they're both, like that's that's a, I don't know. Well, let's have a poll. That's hard, dude. When, like, when, when people ask me, like, they're both physically grotesque, yes, 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 but did the whole fuck the EU and let's put ethnic in charge and all that. But, um, you know, Yellen cost people trillions when she was the head of the Federal Reserve, true, uh, true, and she's done everything Newland's done, she's agreed and been right there, too. So, uh, how, how is this possible? How is this possible? She's the Treasury Secretary, yeah, dang. And then Newland's the number two in the State Department, dang. And Blinken and Sullivan, dang, dang, you know. And, and, and who's the trio behind the Nord Stream bombing, according to Hirsch, anyway? Newland. Dang, Hirsch, too. 
yeah, Newland and Sullivan and Blinken. Yeah, the the, 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 the the same the same crew that got Gaddafi whacked, right? The same crew that's that's same the, kind of cabal. Right. About WMDs, right. 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 Assad. Every single time. Every single time. How many wars do you? So mad at Putin? Did he go after a? Cosmopolitan oligarchs, right? And this is this is the thing. This is the, this is the thing that the that that oh, you're Dawson's a, a Putin shell. Dawson's an agent. Dawson's on the payroll. All this shit, right? All, all, all these guys that I ask, and it's not just Adam. It's other people. It's right, right. It's not. It's it's not just one person. There's a there's a whole there's a whole group out there that believes that yes. There is this power yeah, that, that dialectic. Right. 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 There's a dialectic. The Jays control both sides. They're just like, oh, yeah, the Jews control the world, blah, blah, blah. They don't. Like, trust me, they did not want Russia aiding Iran. They did not want Russia protecting Syria from ISIS. Right. They had Syria. They had nearly conquered it. Russia comes in and starts bombing the terrorist groups and turn that war around. So you regain control of Dara and they regained Hama, they regained Palmyra, they took Girazor, like all the southwestern Syria, Syrian again because of Russian intervention. How long Ryan, Ryan, before you before you move on from Syria, how long does the United States retain its its what twenty seven percent occupation there. I think the problem now isn't really ISIS, it's the Rojava area that the Kurds have annexed. And, you know, slowly they're just deciding to work together instead. What they're doing is they're occupying the most uh, agriculturally rich and oil-laden part of Syria. The most valuable geography of Syria the United States is sitting on, and 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 the, the despicable Trump said it himself. We're there because of the oil. Our soldiers are there protecting our oil, our oil that got underneath their sand. That's not my sky. How did our oil get under their sand? It's not just the. Uh, it's not oil. Trump believes that. Yeah, because he's a fucking in Iraq. Like we didn't get their oil. Yeah. The Israelis imported seventy-seven percent of their oil from the Kurds. From the Kurds, right? The Kurds are their other fucking little uh, bitch boys. I mean, when three fourths of the state's oil comes out of Iraq, it's like, well, who you went to war for oil? Whose oil? Not America's. That's set up the Israelis. It's so it's so fucking transparent, you know that they. You look at who lied about the war, right? One oil companies. It was the Office of Special Plan and a bunch of Zionist Jews bunch of Jewish supremacists that got there and lied. And then you look at the mass media that reiterated all these lies and who owns it. What are the left-handed Eskimos? Right. Well, we're, we're, we're back. not allowed to say this. Like, this is yeah. some anti-Semitic conspiracy. Like, this is factual. This is reality. Supremacy. Like, I'm not anti-white if I point out the fucking racism from Nazis. Right. Like, that, it, it, it did exist. They did exclude people that weren't of their little tribe or whatever. That happens. 
And, you know, Jewish supremacy is just as real as white supremacy or black supremacy or anything else. The difference is there's no stigma toward it. Right. And you and you will know who rules over you by who you may not criticize. So there we have it. And, 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 no, no, you know, we revised that quote. Can I give you the Yeah. The love is. To learn who rules over you, to see who Jordan Peterson loves the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What a what a just a groveling Man. what what a groveling pathetic fucking excuse for a human being. He got so gappy. This dancer grabs ankle for Israel. Oh yeah. He went so gappy. It was almost a cry for help. Like he went so over the top. It's like help me. I'm compromised. That's what right. I'm <laughs> dude, it's just like blow. Dude, pl- stop. You're embarrassed. You, you've you, to t- completely humiliated. Completely humiliated himself. Yeah. Like weeping, so weeping, like, oh, weeping like a right, weeping like a twelve-year-old girl. Weeping like a twelve-year-old Palestinian girl that just had her mother bulldozed by the IDF. Right. Or, or yeah, exactly. So this is it, folks. The Western perception that the media that you can't trust that lies us into every single war. The politicians that are grotesques that are in the back pockets of Jayish oligarchs. And yes, I know, we reserve that term for people uh, from adversarial countries like Russia. They're oligarchs. Ours are billionaires. Yeah, ours. George Soros and all that. You know, Igor Kolomoisky is a Jewish oligarch. That's the guy that set up Zelensky. Uh, He's the one that ran the media company that had this stupid TV show where he acted as president. He's still acting like he's the president. They put comedians in charge. This is what happens. Like the full clown world is when the clowns, when Jewish comedians become presidents. Slava <laughs> Ukraine. Dude, that guy is is fucking pathetic and he, he's not selling it. And just like you saw it, right? Time man of the year, blah blah blah. Man of the year, man of the year. Oh, you, you, they love giving, handing out awards to each other. Have you noticed that? Oh yeah, that's every Hollywood too. Yeah. So like, look at all the Nobel Peace Prizes. Like several have gone to Israeli prime ministers. Right. What a joke. Right. A peace prize. A peace prize. Israeli prime minister for the biggest, and the biggest terrorists. Like uh, Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, Jews have all these Nobel prizes." I'm like, oh, so, "Look at the Nobel Prize winners!" Yeah, let's look at some of the Nobel prizes. It's like there's more equity uh, distribution there than there is in a beauty pageant. <laughs> you ever notice that? Like from the '80s on, they had to pick. It was like a rotating door of each ethnic group got to win the Miss America. Yeah, Miss yeah. It's like, it just became a farce. So like this is crap. It's like you can't win unless you're. Uh, POC, whatever. I, I, I guess I guess we finally had a, a, a Caucasian Miss America again after like seven years of of uh, uh, African American Miss Americas. I thought she was Latino. But... Oh, okay, all right. But anyway, so this is the thing. So let's let's go back to. Um, I want to talk about the meat. Let's let's finish the point. Let's let's finish this point on the media. Right? You can't trust it. They're doing nothing but lying to you. All these people that are Hitler, you talk talk to the guys, okay? Talk to the talk to the guys. Yeah, talk to the guys. Exactly, exactly. But that's 
Ooh, we dare not tread. Do not yeah. tread, right? Fuck that guy. Right. But for totally different reasons than these Right. And, and then we and then we go to like Saddam, right? Talk talk to the fucking guys that guarded Saddam, and they'll tell you he was a great guy. <laughs> the, I'm talking about the American troops that were guarding him and having interactions with him every day and having tea and he get, sneaking him some cigars and shit. They'll tell you this guy was gold. Saddam, um, you always have to look at the alternative. Like, okay, you don't like him because X, Y, Z. What happened when you killed him? Right. He created a quagmire, which you knew was going to happen. Right? Dick Cheney admits this in 1994. Like, this is why we didn't quote-unquote finish the job. Because we created a quagmire in a civil war. And it did. I mean, the Baptist Party and Saddam Hussein was sitting on top of a, a very fragile powder keg and keeping it in order. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very hard for us to understand the culture there and the tribal nature. And it was like, look, this isn't this isn't us. You can't you can't fix this or rule this the same way. Dude, th- think of, think about the forces in play in destabilizing Iraq, Iran. Israel and the CIA, all right, and the Kurds. Think about those forces, and of course, the Shia. Many Kurds are in Northern Iraq. Right, and think about the Shia. The supported Kurdish ethnic cleansing in Turkey throughout the nineties, and the second highest aid recipient behind Israel of uh, right of U.S. foreign aid in nineteen ninety seven was Turkey. Right. Usually it was Egypt because they were paying off Mubarak, right, to look the other way on Palestinians. Right, to keep but to keep the siege of Gaza going. At the peak of ethnic cleansing of Kurds, Turkey was the second highest aid recipient. And it's not like they need it. It's not like Turkey's some poor. No, no. Yeah. It was just like grease and palms, man. And the whole point was, yeah, push the Kurds into Iraq and we can weaponize them. This is, they, they, it's very hard to like think about how a psychopath would think. Like, yeah, we'll just move these people around, we'll do this, and all these people die. And they just see it as like, well, that's good for the Jays, right? <laughs> okay. Well, that's what that's what happens. That's what happens when when you can maintain the uh, uh, reconcile reconcile double standards and uh, placing. No value on non-Jayish life. So, you know, you could do anything. Anything is permissible as long as it benefits your ethno class, right? That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah, and personal profits. Right. They think about what's the most expeditious um, way to loot the planet. You know, another result of all these wars is all the refugees flooding here. Like, just your yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. I mean, like, look, the U.S. is not your friend. No. Think about it. Like, no. the Syrian war and the war in Libya. Yeah, the U.S. made money, profiteer, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. They made bank. But what you get, Europe? You got flooded with refugees. They fucking, they fucking bombed the, 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 uh, the German pipeline. They bombed their own ally, an allied country. They bombed their fucking infrastructure. Yeah. They should summon Article 5 against the United <laughs> States, right? <laughs> they should. They should invoke Article 5 against the United States and Norway for blowing up their pipeline. And that's an economic disaster, too. 
Constitution and WEF be all over that? Yeah. And, and this is another thing. Oh, no, Russia is part of the WEF. Russia is not signed on to the woke WEF agenda. The last meeting they had there, no, no one serious came. Like Klaus Schwab and Nosferatu is such a guy <laughs> from there. <laughs> you know, China wasn't there, Russia wasn't there, India wasn't there. It's just some European states, um, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and, and Martin retired the horse based meth addict from New Zealand. She quit. Um, so she now, like the WF has nothing. It's just a bunch of uh, LARPing, woke, uh, dickless soy boys talking about eating bugs and right. austerity. And 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 not and how not uh you you'll own nothing and be happy and love it right, um yeah just get them addicted to drugs and computer games right the, see this this is the whole thing folks this is this is the fifth column subversion this is why the West is in decline okay because it's plant they're planning it that way you you know you know why Russia you mean the West is in decline. I didn't know we were talking about the 19th Amendment. <laughs> Dude, Dude you, I, did a poll. I, said, What's the I voted on that. September 11th, I voted 19th uh, Amendment. January 6th, which yeah. was just called Joe Pro, for the 19th Amendment. And the 19th Amendment was the winner. Yeah, I voted that. <laughs> yeah, everybody did. Yeah, yeah. The so, 19th Amendment beat the Holocaust. So anyway. So anyway. <laughs> It was supposed to be like the joke answer. That's what everyone chose. That's just, I think that's how Twitter and stuff is. It's just like, ah, oh, just for the memes, you know. That's why you can't take polls very seriously. That's the point of me making it. And, and when we talk about this stuff, right, like the the the, uh, the cultural wars, right, the the uh, the celebration of all all unions that can't possibly result result in procreation. The attacking the patriarchy, attacking the the nuclear family, uh, having right. indi- having this this hyper individualization, right, where anybody can identify as whatever they want, blah 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 blah. blah. Nothing matters. It's all. It, I just, mean, it's not individualism or collectivism. It's pretend land. I mean, right? You cannot just change biology based on on wishing. But all these things that are promoted in the West. And we call it progress, progressive. We're moving forward. This is forward thinking. This is evolution. They're not doing this in China. They're not doing this in Russia, right? They're still promoting the masculine alpha male, right? Masculinity is not out of fashion in the yeah, East. I hear you either. It's really just uh, your lost countries that are going along with us. Well, because they are Shabbos Goy slaves, well, right? They're, they're, I call them Schofield Christians, and they are just, they've been over a barrel to do whatever. It, it's all about controlling the media. Yeah. Uh, you know, I pointed out to say this, too. So I said this to uh, Lira the other day, but if you look at uh, post-World War II, I mean, what Germany did, is so demonized. It's the epitome of evil. It's really mm-hmm. Satan. Like, it's an example of evil. You don't say demons. You say Nazis, right? Right. Well, the Japanese did some pretty horrible things, too. The Korea and China. Yeah, okay. But Japanese people today don't walk around with a, a guilt trip and a sense of self-shame over something that they didn't do. It was, you know, their ancestors. 
but Germans do. And I'm like, well, why is that? Now, the reason is, well, Koreans don't run the media. Right. Exactly. If Koreans ran the media, Japanese people would if still Koreans be vilified. The media, it would be nothing but comfort them in stories like that all the time. Right, right. Uh, Hollywood movies about it. Right, right. Nanking and da 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 Yep. But they don't, and so it isn't. Dude, my, my Taekwondo instructor, man. We got our we got our badges one one uh, one day in the mail, and it said it said uh, Kim's karate. <laughs> he fucking lost his mind, and he, and he took and, and and he and he took out he took out. Is from karate. They will not admit it. Right, but dude, dude. Soldiers that trained in the Japanese military brought karate back in Korea and called it But bro, he he lost his mind, and he took a black marker. And blotted out the karate on every badge before he gave it out to the, the class. Well, I mean, why not? I mean, they definitely put their own spin on it where uh, kicking focus and stuff. It is different, but it did come from karate. But, but th- th- that just... It was borrowed from Kung Fu and so on. It's like there's nothing wrong with admitting the truth here about history of martial arts. But, but it, it just illustrates the, the, the venom that Koreans hold, you know, the contempt for Japanese, all things uh, Japanese. Think, uh, well, that, it could have been that. It could have just been because it's not accurate. We're not doing karate. We're doing Taekwondo. Right, right, you know? right. Like, I, I think that's just, if he was American, it would have done the same thing. So I'm like, well, hey, uh, we're not, this is a karate. All right, so, yeah, so Ryan. There's a lot of venom, especially the older generation. Right. And full disclosure for your audience, like, I married a Korean. I live in Japan. I'm an ambassador for Japan. It's, it's like, what I explain to to youth in both Korea and Japan is like, look, you shouldn't hate the Japanese, you shouldn't hate Koreans, you should hate war. Right, right. It's the government, is a war, to, it's not like it's just a, a natural product of Japanese genetics or something like war, war did all this. You know you, sh- you know who you should hate? You should hate your government and its state, its state-run media for promoting war and continuing and, per- uh, this, and perpetrating this perpetual war uh, scenario that we we we, we it live is in. Sad is uh, mostly I think that's fading out with the younger generation because uh, kind of Nixon goes to China stuff, ping pong, whatever. Like the the cultural glue is stronger than the hatred. Mm-hmm. Like the Japanese like K-pop and Koreans like anime, video games. And like there's just stuff that like, well, I like these things. Well, I like those things from Korea. I like lime. I like this stuff. I like these Japanese things. But the older generation and some people get propagandized and like, oh, I got to hate them and all that. But it, it's not 50-50. It's not like they hate each other. It's mostly Koreans hating Japanese and the Japanese don't even think about Korea. Right. Japanese hate China. Right. And it's just sad. It's like, wow, these Koreans have all this rage for Japan and they're just like, okay, whatever. You don't even count. We hate the Chinese. Uh, I'm, you can see that like a lot of Europeans are anti-American. Yes. Americans don't even think about them. Right. They're like, oh, like, I don't know. But I have to say. Whatever. And they're just like, oh, you Americans. America's like. They don't even think about it. China. They're not worried about anything in Europe. I, I have to say, though, I have to say, from just like a Netflix perspective, I, I, I definitely think the, the Koreans, I can watch Korean broadcasting in terms of like shows and films. I think they do a better job than Japanese. 
On Netflix, they do, yeah. Yeah. The programming, the Korean programming is superior. Korean took off, I think. I think Squid Game was like the yeah. one on Netflix. Yeah, Squid yeah. Game and a couple of other, th- a couple of other mobsters did really well. Yeah, they they have the thing is they're like most most Japanese stuff isn't in English and doesn't need to be because the market in Japan is third in the world and big enough to where they don't have to stress about it. Um, what is exported from Japan globally is more of the animation than the live action. We, they, you need to you need to export Kazushi Sakuraba. Well, yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> I, don't he, I don't think he's loved very much in Brazil. I mean, <laughs> that's the guy. That's that's Jap, That's Japanese numero uno. Kazushi Sakuraba. I, and, I, and I trained with Gracie's. I like I no hatred or anything. And I trained with stuff and stuff too. But you know, Sakuraba's the man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy that, that Japan needs to export. also a stud. Like, uh, yeah. He's, he's the man. Dude, jo- John Jones just wrecked that dude in fucking two minutes. I called that one. John Jones is, you know, could be the P for P. Who who did he lose to? He's got one defeat. Who did he lose to? He didn't really lose. It was um, that guy. He's deaf. What was his name? Uh, he got disqualified for a downward. All oh, right, that was that was not a fucking defeat. I knew he was undefeated. I knew he was undefeated. And they're like, and then I look at his record, and it's like twenty eight and one. I'm like, where does this no, one? No, 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 no. It's not. He was clearly winning that fight. Like, and he just did a. I don't know why the downward elbow is like, oh, you come out at an angle. They have such a dumb. The, the only guy that can. I think, I think the reason is it's also illegal to hit the back of the head and the back of the neck. Rabbit punch. Downward elbow yeah. would be devastating there. But like hitting somebody in the face with an elbow, I think it's illegal because well, what if you miss and hit him here? But, but it's it just like, but you can do this other kind of elbow. Like it doesn't make any, it's not consistent at all. The only oh, the only person I can knee him in the face, <laughs> like grab him in the plum and knee him in the nose, but I can't elbow him on the ground. The only person that can beat John Jones is John Jones. I know you saw the test. Dude, the PEDs, the yeah. fuck it. The, the, I, you the, know what? He got shafted on it. It was like parts per billion or something. Yeah, but but the PEDs and the fucking the legal shit. Right. The legal shit, the oh. the running like Running, driving drunk and smashing into shit. All that stupid shit that kept, that got him, uh, that, that cost him three years of his career. I mean, how many page, how many millions? That's why, that's why I don't think he's the GOAT. I think you can argue that he's the GOAT. But I think you have to, excuse me, I got influenza. I think when, um, you kind of got to start splitting hairs because there's other undefeated, Habib, for example, um, who I know different weight class, da da da. But there's other people in that conversation. And my problem with him is the same thing. It wasn't drunk driving and stuff. It was like he missed like seven fights because of weight cuts and this and that. Like there was like five with Tony Ferguson that for some reason or another didn't happen. Uh, four of them were his fault. Uh, there were other times, like another two weight cuts he missed. So it was like, okay, well, you're undefeated and you're very dominant. And, you, and probably you could say he's the one. 
Like that's a definitely a contender. But then your weak point is look at all these fights you missed, and that's part of it too. Like making weight and all that is part of the game. Not doing drugs, making weight, uh, showing up has to be included as like at least some small percent of being the best. Dude, if you could, if you could have one guy, if you could pick one guy. To be, to, one. to be, to be pound your, to be, no, 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 not, not pound for pound, not greatest champion, none of that. You're, you're number one guy to be your bodyguard, your personal bodyguard. Who, who would you, who would you anoint to be your number one fucking bodyguard? Jake Shields, because he's cool. I would go with Alistair Overeem. Like, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Oh, you just mean like the best protection? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Overeem's so intimidating, or Lesnar too. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> I would go with Alistair, dude. Um, I picked Brock just because I'd have. He fucked Brock, Brock up, bro. He ruined him. Yeah, you're exactly who I would. Who <laughs> could be do be able to do the job? I'd rather talk to Lesnar because I love pro wrestling. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I would, I would take the guy to on his fucking stomach and got kicked out. I mean, come on, dude. I, I would take the guy to beat the shit out of. Uh, uh, Lesnar, right? Yeah, right. At post office, <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, he wrecked him, bro. That wasn't even close. Be people that be over me. It's like whatever, dude. I'm gonna pick Lesnar because you could hang out with him. You're right, right. I, I get to hang out with him, and also I think an is a good choice too because you don't want to get into an altercation. And, the, and not with the, that guy. The, intimid- the intimidation <laughs> of those guys is enough to prevent. Most shit, right? Dude, they don't even have to do anything except be there and, and like neck muscle somebody. So he's got a more he's got a more devastating kick than than Creek. As, than far, as, as far as like people, I probably jive with the best would be Jake Shields, yeah, uh, or Nick Diaz or something like that. Uh, <laughs> too, and I know you're going to be mad about this, but I think Conor McGregor's in that at the 145 weight. Uh, he's got he's got too he's got too many losses, man. He can't he can't because that weight class he was undefeated. You're saying pound for pound, so at his natural lightweight weight, he was uh, the most dominant. Did, did you see Did you see Mark Coleman throw fucking Rogan against the against the wall? What you you didn't see that you didn't see that footage? There. No, it's it's from like it's it's like from like a year or two ago. It, they're, they're horsing around, and like and like uh, Joe like took his back. He like did a little duck under and took his back. And Coleman turned around and forearm shivered him, and and Rogan went flying into the wall. Well, you know, it's a big size difference. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're we're, we're at the we're at the, we're at the lows. We're at the lows in terms of viewers. I got to throw in GSP also. Yes, yes. Yes. And I think GSP definitely. When everyone else was, so you get extra points for that. I think Khabib also not doing drugs when everyone else was. You should get extra points for that. Um, Very few not doing drugs, you know. Um, The the Diaz's don't look like they're on drugs. Um, I don't think Leo and Machida, some of these people didn't, but... Man, a lot of them, if they're not on roids, they're on SARMs or some equivalent, right? It's like, almost, it's gotten to the point where you have to, to compete at that level. All right, we, we, we lost about, a, we, we lost about a third of our viewers since we started talking to MMA. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So, Edward's a big friend of Putin, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and you got, the, you got, what's his name? Uh, 
the, the, the Chechen fucking president is a big MMA fan. Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, did you see that? The Chechen fucking warlord loves loves he, Khabib. He, I was going to make some gender jokes, but I'm trying to... Uh, You're trying to kick that? Yeah. All right, so let's get let's go back to Ukraine. You, you, they're gonna they're gonna let, let's go back to Ukraine for a second. They they're gonna go methodically plodding along, right, village by village, town by town. What's what's the end game? They surround Ukraine. They take down the Zelensky regime. He's either killed, captured, or exiled. Then what? Dawson. What happened, dude? Yo. You lost connection. Okay, all right. All right, so did you hear did you hear the question? All right, so so Russia plods along, right? They surround they surround Ukraine. Zelensky is either killed, captured, or exiled. What what happens? Is there going to be a twenty? Is there going to be a Zelensky uh, um, uh, government in exile, an insurgency for two decades? What, what does this look like? No, uh, I don't know if they'll murder him or they'll use him to capitulate because he has the authority like if Zelensky says it they have to go along with it right mm-hmm. like because they've already made him into the new Dr. Fauci he's like the hero of the left right right so if he capitulates so do it uh, I think before it gets to that point possibly Ukrainian factions will kill him themselves and pick someone else to negotiate with Russia and end the war you, you don't think that their American handlers would not allow that to happen Uh, his days are numbered. But yeah. They really either have to flee. I mean, if he, if he fled to Florida or something, he'd be safe. But like, Crown Heights? He's going to run out of places, rocks to hide under. And a lot of people, there's a lot of families that have lost all their sons and it's not getting any better. And this guy is just throwing them in the meat grinder and it's got to end. He's a bad man. He won't stop. And so, you know, if you won't negotiate, and Russia's not going to stop killing your soldiers, I mean, because they're shooting at it. If you have if you have any regard, right? You you're willing to sacrifice the flower of Ukraine's youth. If you if you're okay with 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 the destruction and the annihilation of 3 4 3 or 4 Ukrainian generations of youth, then go ahead and keep going, right? We're happy to fight to the last Ukrainian, it seems like. I'm not, I don't want there to be any war at all. But let's be realistic. It's already there. And so I would rather have a swift Russian victory because that, we're not waving magic wands. You know, like the only way this gets resolved is after Russia wins. Otherwise, they'll just sit there and bleed and murder every Ukrainian. And I don't want that. Like, it's, it's just like watching uh, Ali fight Larry Holmes when he had Parkinson's. 
I'm like, just stop, stop, stop. Right. I'm like, this is enough. I don't want to see this. Like Tyson got revenge, but um, that's what it's like. It's like you green, you got Parkinson's, and you're fighting Larry Holmes. Like you can't. Or it's like, or it's like, or it's like Jerry Cooney, or it's like Jerry Cooney fighting Larry Holmes, getting fucking bludgeoned. Or Jerry Cooney fighting Ali. Remember when he was so messed up, and Ali had to turn the ref and be like, "Look, he's out." Right, right. Ali was like, "Dude, stop this already! I'm this guy's a fucking tomato." This is, this, yeah. I mean, don't do this. Right. right. Good on Ali, dude. Yeah, Ali was the man, bro. That was the guy right there. He, dude, he, that you want to talk about the coach? I do think. I mean, I, I, I don't want to argue about Brock Lesnar. I don't want to that. But like, as far as the highest, the highest caliber of boxing was that era of, you know, Ali Frazier. Yeah. Uh, Ken Norton. Ken Norton. George Foreman. George Foreman. Yeah. Lyle, like all these guys. Um, the, 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 those days are over. Those days are over, bro. We don't have that caliber. No. Force boxing no. No. But all these prime years were taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the the, the American government. And this is what you get. This is what you get when you when you want to rise against uh, when you want to stand against the rising of this tyrannical like tide. And talk like you know, Ali borrowed that uh, uh, trash talking from Classy Freddy Glassy. <laughs> Breakfast with Freddy. Yeah, uh, Freddy was. Uh, I believe Freddy was there during the first WrestleMania when Ali was the referee. In Piper's Corner or something. <laughs> like, I, I just. But that, he, he took that because Freddie Lassie's the guy got like uh, that stuff from uh, George. Oh my gosh. I just had a brain fart. He had the, the blonde hair and be all feminine and had perfect. Oh, right, right. Um, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I can't. I, I totally know this person's name and I'm just. My brain's on Ukraine. But anyway, the. That's where it kind of started that character of like the heel. Like everybody wants this guy to lose so bad. Right. right. The guy you love to hate. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he got there and said, um, Fabulous George, was it? Yes. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ali said one time, I think it was at the Olympics or something, not the one he won, but like when he came back when he was older and he said, You know, I, I talked a lot or something. He's like, I was just selling ticket lose. Right. Like, like like when, like when, um, like when uh, Connor was fighting Khabib, right? And he's and, and and Khabib was beating the shit out of him, mauling him, saying, "Come on, you have more talk. You want to talk? You want more talk? You want more talk?" And 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 Connor just was just going, "It's just business, man," right? Because he was getting his ass kicked and he knew it. And he was like, "It's just the business, you know." I'm just, you know, trying. But he's really the only person to even went around. That's 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 yeah. Good for Khabib yeah, too, because he, if Connor had known just a little bit more jujitsu, he actually had him the very. Oh come on, bro! Come on, bro! Stop! No, stop! On, bro. Stop! Stop! Khabib destroyed him. About one round in him at that weight. Khabib destroyed, destroyed him, bro. It was one sided. No, he lost rounds. No. No, yes, he did. no, he that one round you're talking about is questionable, but he he fucking destroyed. He controlled that fight. He controlled that fight completely. He definitely dominated, last dominated him, him. dominated him, yeah. and beaten him. And he said, "Remember what he said, dude? You know what he said that should that should have fucking 
that that would scare anybody. He said he wanted to change his face. But man, they they could have just ah, they they had every opportunity, and they blew it with the post fight antics of jumping in the crowd and all that crap. Like you idiot! Like you made MMA look like a bunch of fucking monkeys. Like yeah, but nobody cares now, dude. No, nobody. No, like it it would have been so good, been so good for Islam. It should have been good for a lot. Like he was seen as like this humble, um, you know. Dude, they were talking nonstop. Right, right. It, right, right. He lost his shit. He lost his shit. It was, like, he, it was like, well, Connor lost the fight, but he exposed you anyway. That's what he didn't say the whole time. He said it's he, 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 And all the crap Connor said about his manager and stuff is true. Well, he, he, he wanted to go after Dylan Dennis, right? So he should have he should have just been like, okay. Yeah, do it later. Do it later. Do it at the hotel. That's a that's, that's illegal. That's assault. You could have caused a riot in Vegas. You stupid ass monkey. Like <laughs> I loved Khabib until that moment. I'm like you fucking retard. Like and all of them. They all jumped in. Yeah, yeah. They they they, they all jumped in. They all wanted to take a shot at at, uh, at Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't work out the the, the sucker punch. They all wanted to sucker punch him. But you know th- this is this is listen. It's a combat well, sport. They the guy, the guy, the guy. Khabib said he was talking shit, and he had he had to fucking put him in his place. It don't matter. You don't. Oh, you're talking shit. You don't go to a hotel, you know, outnumber some guy and get in his face and gang up on him like that. Like, dude, all, all he, dude, all he did was slap him, bro. Come on, you know, okay. he he didn't he slap you in a hotel. Like you can't. <laughs> these are adults, okay? These are not. Like Nobody beat him up. And he gave him. Dude, dude. Connor 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 Dude, three fights, three fights had to be canceled because of that fucking shit. And he, and he said, fuck, he said flying glass into a guy's eye. Yeah, we'd be in jail. Well, he, he did get arrested. Look, it's not fair, but like Khabib, as an Islamic athlete, is a representative of the religion. You're holding him, you're holding him to higher standard than Connor. You are. Right. Connor is not seen as a representative of Christianity or anything. No, he's seen as some fucking, you know, uh, right. wild, wild child, drunk Irish guy. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't think people in Ireland were behind that Connor's behavior because, in a way, he was representing Ireland, right? As a not an Irish American, but the Irish Irishman. Dude, Connor, Connor, like Connor said some Irish. disgraceful shit. Nobody, nobody was his fan. It's all the Irish Americans that love him. Right, people in Ireland were, were ashamed of him. Were like he talks too much because most Irish fighters don't talk like that. Don't, don't talk shit. Right, like sportsman like his stuff. But Connor is just blah 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 doing the dude, wrestling stuff. Like, dude. listen, man, pro wrestling is scripted, so it's not it doesn't really bother the person getting talked to because it isn't real. Dude, Connor Connor took it to the fucking gutter, right? By talking shit about Dagestan, and well, look, he's, he's a rat. His, his Islam, dude, 
He was going after Islam. He was going after his fucking ethnicity. Going, a- going after his father. Going after his father. That was Ariel Hawani starting shit. All he said is, "Why don't you drink?" You backward ass. Right. Yeah. That, well, because it's because it's prohibited. Because it's prohibited by Islam, right? So he said, "He said you're backward ass." The liquor that he made, right, is is proper twelve or whatever. He gives him a shot of wine, and he knew he wouldn't drink it. And he says, "Why won't you do that?" It wasn't about his. You, but you backward ass twat, dude. That was yeah. vicious, vicious. Yeah, because he's like, I just did a debut with my liquor, and you're refusing to drink it. <laughs> like, well, you shouldn't be giving it to him. You're, sti- no, you you're sticking with your. I doubt Connor would even know whether it could be mixed or not. He's not educated enough. Listen, I get it, uh, Ryan. You're sticking with your with your fucking Irish countryman there, but no, no, dude, don't pull that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying it accurately. Connor didn't go after any other Islamic fighters or anything like that. He had specific beef with Khabib. Dude, the manager and stuff are trash, and because they all K- Khabib, Khabib got had the final fucking uh, you know say when he beat the shit out of him. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he had he got the final laugh, right? And he didn't understand he, he, the thing with Khabib. And we all like nobody really thought otherwise. Like Connor's weakness is endurance and wrestling, and that is Khabib's strength, right? So he knew that was coming. Every, and what 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 should have been a, a little bit like explained to Khabib a little bit better was look. Connor's going to say some horrible shit about you, your family, your people, your country, everything, and he's and he's going to and he's going to do all this stuff because it's it's going to sell tickets. No, no, no. But, but somebody should explain it to him. Like, look, look, he's ginning up sales and interest to make this. And that was criminal. That was criminal. Well, I, think, I think he did get some he, he got arrested. He was arraigned. He had to spend fucking tens of thousands of dollars to get out of it. Yes. But nothing happened to him, right? Any, anything? You know, he's surrounded by a bunch of thugs. Yes. And Dylan, Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis is a piece of shit. Okay. Can we compare that to Khabib's manager? He's a fucking world criminal that was a terrorist. The Egyptian? <laughs> I'm, he's like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the you're a piece of shite. The thing is, I was surprised Connor had been in because, like, what he said, he didn't go all the way. So I was like, oh man, he knows. He's like, he's like, Omar Abdulaziz, you piece of shite. It's just a shame that uh, such a great fighter is surrounded by all these thugs and shit. I know, bro. I know. Like, you took- gotta let the Chechen warlord win. He's like, uh uh-huh. you know, it's like okay, you gotta you just gotta sit there and take it, man. It's a shame. Well, at least at least they gave us that drama and people were so that that was the most uh watched, anticipated mixed martial arts uh fight yeah, of it history. Just, it was just by like a bunch of drunken buffoons, the kind of people that boo when it goes on the ground, you know, like I don't like this. Like martial arts had a good reputation from like Bruce Lee onward, right? Of being a philosophy of improving the body, improving the mind. It had it was about humility is spiritual for a lot of people. And then it just becomes this thugonomics crap. And a lot of it was Connor Khabib. There were others before it that 
talk a bunch of trash and turn it into shit like this. Um, Dude, I watched. You know, I don't like that, man. I don't. I like. <clears throat> I like GSP, Machida, a lot of karate fighters. Like yeah, Machida. I like Machida. I I like. Uh, I I watched. Um, I watched that that fucking Vanderlei Silva, uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson fight again. That was awesome, bro. That was an awesome fight. The second one. The where, dude, where Vanderlei went knee knee knee, kicked them out of the ring almost. Oh, the uh, Vanderlei <laughs> Trust Royce. The axe murderer. And Roy. <laughs> Dude, he took the Roy's better than Silva. That's the scariest looking motherfucker. That's the scariest looking guy. Who did the, no, but who did better than Royce? You know who it is. The, uh, Alistair. Dude, uh, dude, look. Look at Alistair when he was a when he was young. He was a string bean. Look at him. Look at him a couple years ago. He's a monster. That's just horse meat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he he went from a skinny little fucking guy to a wide, massive guy, huh? That doesn't happen naturally. Vitor, Vitor Belfort, yeah. That guy with plus roids was a monster. Yeah, but he 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 had a fucking uh, very limited shelf life. Like, did you notice how all the Brazilians just just got deflated and disappeared? Right, right. Yeah, have you noticed how all the caucus countries are dominating MMA? The Dagestanis, the Chechens. Yeah, now that you got the drug enforcement. Right? Right? No, listen, there, there's something to it. And it's not just like an ethnicity thing. It's a whole it's a whole mindset. Yeah. A billionaire, a billionaire financing MMA in Russia. Where I trust me, if you had a billionaire that financed fight schools in Mongolia, you would find some tough ass motherfuckers out of there. Too. Right, right. But why aren't they Russian? Why? Wh- wh- where are the Russian uh, MMA guys? How come they're from Dagestan and, and Chechnya? Dagestan is part of Russia, so it's yeah, but it's you know, you know what I'm saying. Why aren't they from Saint Petersburg? That's where the warlord lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the schools are and stuff. But the, 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 this market, that's how it is with most athletics, man. It's like people who maybe could, maybe couldn't are going to cho- choose the safer path. Right. Right. Like, I could have done MMA, but maybe not. And if you're not the top, like, four, you don't really make any money. But there's something to say. But there's something to say about these crazy. It was a huge risk. It was a huge risk. It was like, like with boxing, like, even if you're a mid level dude, you're making a good salary. Good enough. And you have multi millions if you're on the top. MMA is very top heavy. If you're no, champion, well, you're, you're yeah, fine. But, but the, some of these guys are making thirty five, forty thousand a year. Well, they got the, the Bellator is still around, right? Yeah. So, so well, that, that that's more opportunities. That, that's more money. Another another venue. Another yeah. uh, you know another it's league competition. Right. But look, UFC's name the game. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, their mid card and curtain jerkers are not making money. What do you think is going to happen with uh, with um, when um, uh, date? Like, what happened when when the money in UFC surpassed what you could make in kickboxing? You got all these kickboxers coming and dumping. What What do you think is going to happen when Dana White and Joe Rogan leave the UFC? Uh, 
Dana leaves. Yeah, it'll hurt. You know, Rogan's the only com- one of the only commentators, but I don't know. Um, he is replaceable. Joe Rogan. It's still, it's his podcast is watched by like eleven million or something. So that's more like I think he contributes more from that getting people interested in it and into the sport than uh, just you know color commentating or whatever. Because like I'm not saying his color commentating is bad. It's just like other people could do that too. Some of the ones they had for um, uh, what was that league? The WE. Mm-hmm. Shit. Whatever. They're actually more accurate than him. Well, I mean, They're listen, much, uh, a wrestling dick sucker, but like K one, K one is no longer around, right? <clears throat> like he's got a black belt in Jin Fat Jiu Jitsu. Like that's hard to replace. Yeah, right. That knows what's going on like that. Right. Most of these people don't know what's going on. Right. But there's some good, you know. Boss Rutan. But uh, sure, yeah, Rutan knows for sure. Um, and he's he's funny. He's great, dude. He's great. I love Boss. He's got that condition with his arm that Kurt Angle has. Like the nerve pinching his neck and his arm atrophying. Really? That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, it sucks. That guy's a fucking. I, I was watching like I was watching a highlight of that guy was a fucking animal, man. He almost, he almost beat Frank Shamrock. He broke his nose with a kick. He had him down. He had him in a heel hook when he got heel hook too, but just Frank did it better, I guess. But, right. Um, no shame in losing to Frank Shamrock. No, not at all. Not at all. That guy's a, that guy's another monster. He's really the first like well-rounded MMA person. He he he's definitely better than Ken, his brother, for sure. Yeah, and they're not. And folks, they're not blood brothers. Okay, they were both adopted. Before you get into that whole thing, but anyway, uh, all right, dude. Listen, man, we're going on two hours. We're at the, we're at the lows of the viewership because of the MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we'll, 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 I don't get to talk about sports <laughs> with anybody ever. So wait, I'm on to you. I'm like, yeah, I'll give you about an hour. I about an hour. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to keep this shit separate because. You know, we had three times as many people watching when... Hey, look, it relates. It does. You it does. These... MMA comes out of pro wrestling, and pro wrestling was tied to the mob, especially in Japan, with pride. Uh, Donald Trump and Bob Booty and stuff, Atlantic City for WrestleMania 3 and 4. And, and, the, and, the Vince, and the Vince McMahon gay mafia in New York, in Connecticut. Well, look, uh, Fatita Brothers owned... UFC, but uh, right, right, crime family. You can trace that back all the way to Hank Greenspun and all the way down and, to and and they had what they they were that was what Zufa, right? Zufa. Oh yes. Yep. Now that that goes right on back. You've seen Trump sign his fallen chain, and I went into it, and I've gone deeper into it in. Uh, the Newbeck film. I don't know if you've seen that or not. But yeah, it was excellent, bro. And, and I recommend everybody check out uh, Ryan's do- documenta- documentaries, you know, on 9-11, on Israeli uh, uh, technology theft, uh, stealing nuclear secrets, Jonathan Pollard, everything else, how terrorists formed a nation, his spinning squirrel, fucking opus. Yeah. I wonder if Newbeck would fit on Twitter if I made it the size of like you should you should definitely yeah give it a shot. I and and I'm gonna I'm gonna when when I put this obviously this is not gonna 
this is not going to stay on on uh, YouTube. I'm going to have to, you know, do what I have. I'm going to have to do what I have to do. And then when I post it on Odyssey, all his links will be in the description box. Support Ryan Dawson. He's one of the leading anti-Zog voices on the planet. Uh, a very important voice has been that's he's paid the price for the courage of his conviction, been exiled to Japan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody knows the Ryan Dawson story by now. So it's an important, it's important to keep this, this very important it's no voice. It's just my story anymore. Like, no. people get banned now. Right. Like, but you were, you were at the vanguard of that. And I said nothing, right? It's like, right. well, now look at all the people getting banned for alleged medical disinformation when they were right the whole time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and what, what did we tell, what, what did we say when this fucking shit popped off in March, 2020? Bat shit, wet market, my fucking ass. No one, no one swallowed their cover story. There was a <laughs> picture of a woman eating a bat in like Micronesia, <laughs> not even China, and they were just like, "Yeah, wet market." I'm like, "Dude, no." Yeah, I mean, we're literally doing research on coronaviruses with bats in the lab. Come on, stop. Stop with the I news. Australia actually went there and filmed the cages of bats, and they talked about them getting bit by them and stuff like. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. We we didn't buy it. We didn't buy it from the fucking word go from day one. And what do they do for the last two years? Gaslight us. Your conspiracy theories. You conspiracy theorists are dangerous. You're promoting. You're promoting fucking. Uh, you, you know. You're not. You're not shitting your pants sufficiently. You're not masking up sufficiently. You're not social distancing. You're not taking the jab. You're putting all our lives at risk. Can't you see your your fucking murderous uh, tendencies are jeopardizing everyone? <laughs> when they blocked uh, tourists from China to Japan, I was like, I don't know if I want to speak out against this or not. Right. No, yeah, listen. It's almost <clears throat> You you had to, you had to be careful because if if you went too hard early on, you're done. You're finished. They're gonna fucking uh, d- digitally erase you, right? And that's that's the price that we had to pay. But this guy was one of the first guys. Okay, like they they were targeting uh, Dawson decade plus. Oh, oh thank you. You know, if you don't take your medicine, you're not going to get your fever to go away. Is that what you so said? I got to go. All right, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Yep. Yeah, see you. All right. <clears throat> well, we finally, we finally made that happen. And, you know, he's talking to us from, I guess, the hospital or one of his kids is in, in the hospital. And we, sh- we certainly hope that. Everything is good on the health health front for Dawson clan. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a rocky thing. We, you know, things happen, you know, people, people say things they shouldn't. And, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but the important thing is to keep the movement first. We're all on the same side We're, we all hate war. We're all anti-war. We all want one standard. We all, we're all striving for commonality. You know, enough acrimony, enough en- enmity. We don't want to participate in their games, the divide and conquer. 
Don't allow them to define your enemies for you. Don't let them sick you against another group. Don't allow them to frame nations. Right? So this is where we come together in the so-called truth community. Right? And that's in a whole nother topic. But we're we're over two hours and I think we did a good job. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll we'll hear from Dawson again soon. It won't be another two years, and uh, we're going to hit the ground running hard. Uh, I'm going to have Adam on next week. We're going to continue the the momentum because every day we grow stronger and stronger. As our 12th century Alexandrian sage tells us, Moses Maimonides more affectionately known as the Bam Bam, the Goyim will swear their undying fealty and devotion to the nation of priests, Baruch Hashem. They shall fight our wars and sow and reap and pick and plant the harvest as slaves, as beasts in human form. And if they do not comply in this endeavor, it is your duty through negative commandment 666 of the Mishnah to shove a life snake up that goy's ass. Maybe that'll get them going, Maury. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Depending on what time Adam streams, I don't want to stream at the same time because I'm like you guys. I want to watch the stream. So we'll figure it out either 4 or 5 Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern, but one of those two times, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Truthers United will never be defeated. Have a great day, everyone. Great evening.